their hearts burning with a brighter flame, a deeper desire to know and love and please this God who has done so much for them. He wants them to remember the gospel foundation. That's what he's been reminding them of. The reality of God's love in Jesus is the bedrock of all of this. These are other matters that he's going to go on and talk about. They're second. They don't come first. They are other matters. But they're not optional matters. They're not... This is Christianity 101. And Paul knows these Thessalonians need spurring on to keep going, keep growing in this life until Jesus returns and makes everything new and there's no more sickness or death or suffering or pain until that day you will never get to a point where you can say you've arrived where you can say look I've done my bit for God um, I can live for me now and I think it's, this can be a real trap for Christians on the south coast for people in general on the south coast but it can be a trap can't it? This is where you come with your family for a sea change. This is where you come to retire. This is where you come to stop doing things more and more. It's right that we enjoy this beautiful place, right? Uh, We retire from work and there's a rightness, appropriateness about that, of course. But please, brothers and sisters, don't ever think that you retire from living to please God. And one of, one of the joys for me of seeing our church start has been seeing this lived out in really remarkable ways. Um, some of the most gospel-hearted, energetic, humble, self-sacrificial older saints I've ever met. Uh, other people who through suffering and sadness uh, see their circumstances as an opportunity to please God more and more in ways they never could have before. Young parents who in all the chaos and sleep deprivation and sickness haven't let go of that fundamental desire to live not to please themselves but to please God. To use the opportunities they have with the capacities they have to do that. Busy workers who do the same Teenagers and young adults who have their life ahead of them and are thinking about how they can use that to please God. It's, it's wonderful, actually, and we should be deeply thankful for that. I hope, you are, I hope you've seen the same things I have. Uh, friends, God's word today urges us, asks us, urges us to keep going to do this more and more because it is God's word and that's what Paul wants to underline for us in that second verse for you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus you see Paul knew that this wasn't just his idea right it wasn't just um, Paul spouting off some things that he thinks might be good for them to do. It's not just him. Along with the arrest of the apostles, those chosen by Jesus, along with the rest of the apostles, he'd been given authority by Jesus himself to proclaim this gospel and to teach it um, 
to teach its implications for life. And it's, it's worth, again, pausing, I think, and asking ourselves what, uh, how we respond to what's written down here and how, over the next few weeks, we're going to respond as we dive into this. Um, the thought that Jesus, right, the one who was fully human and fully God, the one through whom all things were created, the one who gave his life to save you. That what we have written here comes with his authority. Um, Over the next few weeks, we're going to hear Paul filling these instructions out. And today is kind of like a bit of a, a... Preparation for that, I guess, to help us to move into the rest of this letter, um, hearing it properly and longing for it. He, he digs into some really fundamental issues. We're going to uh, we're going to think about um, how we live out our sexuality next week. Um, we're going to think about the week after how we live in church together. Uh, the week after that, we're going to think about how we respond to death. Um, really basic key areas of life. And the, the thing is, uh, Paul knows, and he writes to us with the authority of Jesus, these aren't areas that you can just hop in your car and follow your nose by. You know? like they're, they're not areas of life that naturally we will live pleasing to God in without his instruction. And in his kindness, that's exactly what he's given to us. That's what he has given to us. So friends, I just want to leave us maybe with a few concrete things to reflect on um, today out of these couple of verses and really in hopefully igniting with us within us a real desire... Uh, to keep reading this letter together and to hearing what Jesus has to say to us through his apostle in these really basic, key, important areas of life. Um, Pray for a heart that longs to hear this, friends. Um, Maybe you're a Christian who's settled into cruise control. Um, Maybe you feel you've gone a bit cold in your faith. Uh, Maybe you're a new Christian who's just trying to figure out what living for Jesus is like. Maybe you're not yet a Christian and you're asking God to kind of bring you into this life, this new transformed life through his grace. Um, Pray for a heart that longs to hear this word of life, that trusts God enough, trusts Jesus enough to hear what he has to say about all these critical things. And not just to hear it, but to long for it. To change our lives in response to it. And can I urge you, if at all possible, to just commit yourselves over these coming weeks to working through these issues together as a church family. Here on Sundays, um, in home groups. Friends, to not take lightly the unspeakable privilege that we have together as brothers and sisters, of being instructed 
by the Lord himself through his apostle. It's easy to take that lightly, isn't it? To kind of take that for granted. Um, Of being instructed by the Lord of the universe, not being instructed in a legalistic kind of way, a fearful way, but as those who God has saved by his grace. Um, I've been brought into this new life by the Lord of the universe who loves you so much that he died and rose again for you. Friends, in all the things that clamour for our attention, nothing could be as important as that. I'm just going to finish by reading this out again. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now, we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. Let's pray. Our gracious God and heavenly Father, we we thank you for your grace to us. We pray that you keep us from a kind of legalistic spirit that seeks to um, obey you in order to get stuff from you. Uh, Keep us from the opposite extreme, that error of taking advantage of your grace. Lord, help us to know the depth and reality and transforming power of your love for us in Christ that when we hear what your apostle has to say to us we hear it with a longing in our heart we hear it loving you and your word to us give us that heart we pray and we pray especially over the next coming weeks as we hear these instructions from the apostle Paul um, that you might change our lives for your glory so that we might live for the praise of your glory. And we pray that thankful and confident and knowing your great love for us and the security that we have through Jesus. And we pray that you might, by your spirit, continue to work in our lives so that we might live to please you more and more for the rest of the years that you give us until you return, until we go to be with you in glory. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.